Two there should be, no more, no less. One to embody the power, the other to crave it. Welcome back to Thought Bomb once again. It has been two weeks since our last episode, so now we are back. If you are new and it's the first time you're listening to us, or if it's the second time because it's our second episode, I'm your host, Nick. Right beside me is my co-host, Corey, and we are really big Star Wars fans, and we just love talking about it. Just a little bit. Just a, a tiny bit. Just not, not a whole lot. We're mediocre Star Wars fans yeah. at best. At best. The, the prequels are the best movies. Yep. They're the only ones I've seen. <laughs> I am leaving Ooh. right now. I'm out of here. I'm done. The only video game I ever played was the pod racing video game because it was based on the first movie. Yep. The, fir- the real the first real movie. The real first movie. Oh, my God. So uh, today we are going to talk about the Darth Bane Rule of Two book. It's the second book in the Darth Bane trilogy. Our, epi- our podcast is called Thought Bomb, and it is from the first Darth Bane book. It is a Sith, uh, like I guess, ability that, that they can do. Like an ancient Sith ability is a Thought Bomb. It like, nukes everything in the vicinity when you use it. I, I guess you could say we're Bane fans. Yeah, so we're Just t- a little bit. We're tiny Bane fans. Personally, he is my favorite villain in all of Star Wars. I love Darth Bane. And then before we get into that, well, I guess not and then, but before we get into that, I did want to talk a little bit about the upcoming Cassian Andor TV show. My overall thoughts on this are, eh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was a really cool character in in Rogue One. True. But, cool, I don't want him. I don't need him. He was a more uh, morally gray solo that wasn't a smuggler. Right, he was right. in the alliance. He's a more, I guess he's like a more morally gray combination of Han Solo and of uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, I can see that. That's pretty much what he is, and it's like, all right, cool, but I don't really want another Star Wars show that doesn't have Sith, Jedi, or the Force prevalent in it. It's like essentially another space western, like the Mandalorian was, is what yeah, this is. Yeah. And I- I, I don't know if it, I need that. He's got a sad story. You could you captured that from Rogue One, yeah. from, from what he was telling all of his people there. But you re- it's literally going to be him starting at, what does he say, when he was seven years old, he was fighting the Empire. Right. So he's going to be a kid. The Empire's going to come in, destroy some stuff, and he's going to be pissed off. Well, we don't so, know what the show's about yet, but we, okay. already, we already know the broad strokes of his past. Yeah, right? we don't need it. So... I mean, it's cool that Diego Luna's coming back to play the role because he was really good as Cassian. And then Alan Tudyk is coming back to play the droid, which is cool because he was really good as well. He was one of my favorite droids in all the Star Wars movies. But the I best, I liked him. The best characters of Rogue One were Jyn Erso and then the two Jedi worshippers. And I they don't think they're in the died. movie. <laughs> well, yeah, they all died. Like Cassian died too. Spoilers. But like, in my opinion, those were the best characters in the movie. Yeah, Cassian was great, but he wasn't even the best character in the film. I don't understand why he's getting a movie about him. Like, I get why Jin's not going to get one about her because she was never really a prevalent thing until that movie happened, right? Right. She never cared really about any of that struggle until that film happened. And he, Cassian was already involved in it. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't need it. I'm going to watch it. It's Star Wars, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, Sure. I'd rather have an Old Republic TV show or a TV show that does something that's like a new storyline that's based around Jedi in the future. Just whatever, man. You know, like, I don't know. I'd rather, it, the, I'd rather the Darth Maul show, even though, like, I don't know what that really could be about. Yeah, I know. We already have that in the Clone Wars <laughs> yeah, and, and in Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, yeah we, we already have that. And then his comic series covers a bunch, of, or the comics that feature him covers other stuff, too. It's just, when you think Star Wars, you think Sith, you think Jedi. You think the Force, The bro. Force. Yeah. But 
we've got you think Jar Jar, you think politics, a hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm not really. Who, who's um? Does it say who's directing and writing it or anything? No, there's not much known about it. It's just known that that is one of the next things coming is the Caskin and or Rogue One TV show. Yeah, we definitely need a Darth Bane TV show. Oh my god, dude, don't stop right stop. We need that in our lives. We also just need a straight up old republic. Like I don't know. We need the old republic that leads in right. So I don't have confidence that they would do it the way that I would like to see it, but we needed uh, an old Republic TV show that leads into Bane because he's the tail end of the old Republic. Yeah, he's the one that finishes the Brotherhood of Darkness and ends it, and he's the one that starts the Rule of Two. So yeah. he's the ending arc of the old Republic. But my problem with that would be I think we would watch seven seasons of the old Republic, and then half of the last season would be about Darth Bane. That would maybe set it for another show, or it wouldn't at all. And we'd, that's all we'd Bane we would get because he's the tail end of it. Well, I mean, and I don't want that. I want Bane to feature heavily, and I also don't want it to end with Bane's death. I want it to continue, and I want to see what his apprentice does because we don't have that anywhere. No, there's no Darth Zana is nowhere. Yeah, there's nowhere you can go to read about Darth Zana's adventures that I'm aware of. There may be some stuff in like the older comics that I'm not aware of, but there's nowhere that I'm aware of that you can go and read about Darth Zana's adventures after Bane is gone and she is now the Sith Lord. Yeah, or the Master. See the old Republic TV show that I want to see. You can go on YouTube. There, what's that video, that computer video game? Is, is it? It's called the, the Old Republic. Knights or, of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, one and two. Like no, 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 not Kodar. Oh. No, there's there's a whole series like online. Oh, you're talking about like the online MMO. Yeah, it's called the Old Republic. Yeah, well, you can go on YouTube and watch all, all their cinematics. Those cinematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Right, but I don't think any of that, that game was ever know? canon, is it? Doesn't it, even back when? I mean, they're bringing, all, everything was canon. I don't think it was, but no, I could be wrong. I don't play it. But that's like. That's the old Republic that I want to see. Yeah, yeah, right? I, that would I be do. super cool. I want to see the whole Jedi Sith War everything, man. Oh, yeah. I want all that shit. But I don't know that. I don't know when we're going to get that or how we're going to get it. I know Kevin Feige is working on a Marvel movie. Or a dear. Oh, my God. I said Marvel and I almost said DC. Because that dude like clearly knows how to plot stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Clearly. I, if anybody should do Old Republic, it should be him. Because it's a very big story. I would, oh, I would tend to agree. I would, I would want Feige. Because he just... He started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, no, he didn't. He uh, it started and he worked for Marvel, but he was not in the role he was in. There were two other guys that were in it, and that's why it wasn't as connected. When Kevin Feige like threatened to quit, he threatened Bob Iger, who's the owner of, D- of I Disney. I'm thinking of someone completely different right now. I'm yeah. thinking of Favreau. No, no, no. Kevin Feige threatened to quit if the, he didn't get if they didn't like take out these two guys, uh, Perlmutter and I can't remember the other guy's name. If they didn't take them away from Marvel. He was going to quit. These guys are the reason that it took forever to get Black Panther, took forever to get Captain Marvel. Perlmutter legit had told Feige before that no one will pay to come see a black superhero movie. No one will pay to come see a woman as the main character. No one wants that. I paid for both. Exactly. Everyone paid for both. I saw Black Panther in theaters like days before it was done. And oh my God, it was so good. Oh, you mean you went late? I went really late. I was way late to the show. That's when you're on the farm though, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember if I was in Florida or not when I when that, all that came out, but I, so my wife and I were somewhere, or we were in Disney World. We right. were actually in Disney World, and we went to the, the uh, theater there oh my and God. saw it That's at awesome. Disney World. The Panther's amazing. Yeah. And so it was Captain Marvel, but this dude is the reason for that. Like Kevin Feige tried to make Black Panther like 10 years ago, and they told him no. I'm glad that it wasn't 10 years so that, ago. So that dude stepped down. Uh, te- not, uh, with the tech they have, I'm glad it wasn't either, Like just because it looks so great, even though people complain about some of the special effects in it during the fight scenes which i do agree with but wakanda itself looked amazing 
But I mean, it was long overdue. Black Panther's a staple of Marvel. That should have happened a long time ago. But regardless, it's Star Wars. Let's, yeah, let's, let's circle right on back around to Star Wars. Feige is doing a mysterious Star Wars movie. I really hope, like, I want him to do an Old Republic show. I want him to be the one that art maps it all out and our art gets all the arcs in order and gets all the everything in line for them and he has the overall vision. Yeah. He's already proved to Marvel he can do that. And I see at this point, I actually prefer TV shows over movies because there's a lot more stuff that you can put into a multiple seasons than you can two or three movies. Right, yeah, for like the long form telling. I I would prefer long form TV over film as long as they put the same effort and production into the TV. That's what I was about to say, but yeah. you can get a lot more money out of production on a movie and it's exactly. going to look way better. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw that in um, the new one, the Mandalorian show. Like it is not, there's not a lot of money in it. It's not true. Well, I mean, there's it's a, a lot of money. It's very heavily in it. produced. It's got a lot of money, but, but it looks nothing. It like looks the newest nothing movie. like a movie. Yeah. No, but yeah. the newest movie still looks like leaps and bounds better. But oh, the Mandalorian looks incredible. Like it's there's they a, put a lot of money in it. There's a few scenes where you're just like, oh come on, this this is Disney here. You got billions <laughs> and billions. You could have done way better with that. I mean, yeah. But I also partly think this is why we're getting the TV shows we're getting. Yeah, we get Mandalorian. We're getting a Cassian show. We're getting an Obi show with him on Tatooine. These things don't require a budget like something uber fantastical like Skywalker did. You know what I mean? Listen, man, I know you've talked about it multiple times with me. I have the Obi Wan book, which is not canon, which I wish it I was. Know. When you you've actually said I could care less about Obi Wan and what he did, but if you actually read the book. <laughs> Which I, I, what say he, I could care less because there's such a short time frame for us to really get new information. You know what I mean? Well, we already know so years. much of his life. It's we 20, already know so much of his life. 20 years of him. Yeah, but when Luke is born, like that's what he does. He's been solo that watches over Luke. Yeah, but all this stuff that he does. Or Ben Kenobi, not solo. The stuff that he does on Tatooine. And, and, and literally the book, the, the timeline for the book is like two months. He gets there and all of this stuff just happens. And he just happens upon it. I don't think any of that's true. It's so good. I don't like it. I'm if that comes out, I am super excited for an Obi Wan. I mean, show. I'm watching the Obi Wan show, right? Because it's it's gonna it has a Jedi in it. It's finally gonna have the Force in it, and it's Ian McGregor back to play Obi Wan. He's amazing as Obi Wan. Oh yeah. So like, I'm, I'm excited about all that. There's no one else that can no, play Obi Wan. I don't want to see anyone else play Obi Wan. He's awesome, dude. All right, let's circle. Let's get back. And, on And track. he loves Star Wars. Yeah, unlike, he loves. Unlike Alec Guinness, uh, yeah. who played Obi Wan, who hates Star Wars. <laughs> that freaking guy. Oh my god, Alec Guinness was great too. Great Obi. All right, so we're going to jump into the second Darth Bane book. This one's called The Rule of Two. So you already know what we're about to get here. The Darth Bane books are written by Drew. I can never remember how to say his last name. It's like Carpishan. Drew Carpishan. This dude is an amazing author. I want him to write so much more Star Wars stuff. I wish he was writing some of the new books. If you don't have time to read... Get an Audible account. We are not sponsored by Audible. No, but... I gladly would be. If you can find... Any book, Star Wars book, that is narrated by Jonathan Davis, He's not of corn. No, yeah. <laughs> Different guy. <laughs> Different guy. He does the best Star Wars narrations. He's so good. The guy that does Plagueis is really good, too. What was his name? Uh, It's not Mark Thompson, because I hate that guy. I can't stand his books. Um, I can't remember. I remember. Yeah, but the guy that does uh, Plagueis is also really good, too. But yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Jonathan Davis is so good. So good. Also really like, and, and nothing to do with it, but reading uh the witchers on audible and peter kinney does them my god the witcher has nothing to do with star wars no but i'm just talking about like narrators nope witcher's terrible is great okay so the rule of two is da, 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 da. i'm doing the wrong part right there dude the cover of the rule of two really confuses me because it's bane and xana but it doesn't look anything like bane 
It really doesn't. It's not, it really doesn't. He's not a big, hulking, bulky dude. His face, for some reason, is like pale ghost white. I don't know if he's supposed to be wearing a mask or something. It just looks weird. And then Xana kind of looks like how they describe her. Long blonde hair. Yeah. But that's about it. That's about it. Like the cover. I don't, I'm not digging the cover art. Not, not very good. Who cares about the cover art? The book itself is amazing. Dude, the book is... I think it is my favorite It's my favorite out of the trilogy. Yeah, it's, it's the incredible. Th- the third one is good. We're, we're going to talk about that today. The third one's good. I love the But it one. doesn't really get good until like the last half of the book. And it See, I just, didn't think that. Oh, I thought the whole thing was interesting and good. Oh, the whole thing is interesting and good. But the last like 10 chapters of it is just... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right, so reading from the, the Star Wars fandom here. So... For this book is the second book. Now Darth Bane is ready to put his policy into action, the rule of two, and he thinks he found the key element that will make his triumph complete, a student to train in the ways of the dark side. Though she is young, Xana possesses an instinctive link to the dark side that rivals his own. With his guidance, she'll become essential in his quest to destroy the Jedi and dominate the galaxy. So, Darth Xana, I'm going to say right now, if you watched the new trilogy of Star Wars movies, and you had an issue with how Rey just seemingly was adept at the Force and could do anything she wanted at all times, you were going to hate Darth Xana. Oh, yeah. Rey's actually had an explanation in the end. She's a dyad. Xana, there is never an explanation given for why at 10 years old she could cloak herself from Jedi's being able to read the dark side in her and then snap their necks before they could react. At 10 years old. And that's just, that's the first thing that she does. That's the first thing and you she's, see her. She is provoked by them killing a flying creature that, it's literally nothing. Yeah. It's just her friend. They just provoked her and she snaps their neck snaps instantly their and they neck. couldn't even sense the dark side in her. And then she goes on to get on a ship but, uh, uh, with, with like other up. people. I'm just saying with other yeah. people. And then she murders all of them and all they can't do them. anything about it. Like, dude, she's OP. At 10 years old, she's like, you're murdering people. We're not going to go Woo! We're not gonna go too into detail with this book because there's a lot. Not like we did the last not one. Not like we did the last book. But there, it, it follows multiple people. You got Bane and Xana. Mm-hmm. You have her cousin, which is Derivit. Follows I, him. I do not like him. I don't like him he's either. He's so boring, dude. I get his. Re- I get the point of him being there. Yeah, he's so boring. He follows him, and it follows two Jedi. Um, what's their names? Um, hang on, I'm looking for it. It's uh, uh, Johan. Johan and Master Hoth. I think is his Lord Hoth. Yeah, Jedi Master Hoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it follows their storyline. Well, Hoth is dead. No, Hoth. not Hoth. It's well, I'm saying uh, uh, Johan was Hoth, uh, was Jedi Master Hoth's Padawan. But Hoth died in the first book. He was the Jedi that died at the end because of the thought bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joan Othone is his name. And then mm-hmm. um, Jedi Master Valentine Farfalla. Yeah, Farfalla. I don't really like Farfalla either. I like Farfalla. He's a pretty like cool Jedi Master. Like, but he he's too glamorous. I like Johan, but Johan's also like looks at the world with star lost eyes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, bro, you need to... Woo, you're in for a rude awakening here. So it follows these, you know... Was that five people? Mm-hmm. And the reason it follows Johan is because like, so the entire Jedi Order, the all the the Council thinks that the dark side is gone now. Yeah, well, not the dark side is gone, but the Sith is eradicated. The Sith is defeated. They thought everybody was gathered down there with Lord Khan when he did the thought bomb, and they're all dead. Nobody knows that Darth Bane got away. Johan is the only one who who has a little thought that's like, no, what? It's if? not even a thought, and it's because Darth Bane at one point comes across these scavengers. 
right? Right. They tried to like uh, I don't. They're they're, like, they're robbing and scavenging the old Sith campground. Yeah. When so he goes back. Yeah. The the first book ends with him and Xana walking. Yeah. Like, well, like, no, the first book ends with a thought bomb, and then it has an epilogue, and that's oh, when yeah, he meets Xana. The, the epilogue's when he yeah. when he meets her. So they're they're walking back there to the Sith camp, trying to. I guess just scavenge it. He, they come across, I think it was one, two, I think it was like five or six people scavenging it. Bane, which, which is really cool, is Xana, not being trained at all, notices in the force that there's people up there. Yeah, she senses them ahead. And, yeah. and Bane's like, I've known this for about 20 miles, but... The fact that you can even pick up you, on it is great. Yeah, it's like, yeah. holy crap. <laughs> of course, Bane's like, I knew since four days ago, yeah. but it's cool that you finally get it now. Yeah. And he go. He proceeds to go and murk all of them, except for two. I think, except for two, because they flee. Yeah. He well, he lets them flee. He yeah. could easily kill. I mean, he does. He he electrocutes one to where it is. Like what do they describe his bones just disintegrate inside <laughs> <Yeah>. his body? <laughs> he just tosses his lightsaber, which is I think is the first instance of like throwing the your boomerang lightsaber. toss. Yeah. Yeah. Throws his lightsaber, decapitates one. He just kills everyone but two. And Xana's like, "Uh, why did you let them leave?" He's like, like we, "You got you got to know when it's important." To kill people and when to not kill, essentially. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, and they're going to spread rumors about us, but they're two Sith troopers. Who's going to believe them? So. Well, yeah, they're two like, scavengers. Like, they're, they're unreliable. They're liars, right? So when they're out here spreading these stories, it's going to dilute when other credible people tell stories that come across us. It's like, oh, well, we heard it from these idiots, too, and they can't be trustworthy. So if that's fake, this has got to be fake, too. It's really smart. Oh, yeah. Bane's, Bane's very intelligent. He is super smart. But the reason that Johan ends up believing that the Sith are alive is because of these two. Yeah, he, he yeah. actually... He he believes them. He has a little Sith inside of him. He has a little darkness yeah, in him. Yeah, he's a little he wild. Specifically, all the Jedi left the, the planet, and they were in orbit because they knew the thought bomb was going off. Mm-hmm. As soon as the thought bomb goes off, they're all going back down there to try to find survivors of it. And... They want to rescue their people they and then capture anyone that's capture from the Capture anyone dark side. of that, you know, because the whole Sith fleet was down there, all the troopers who were not force sensitive at all. Yeah, this was the final battle. This was the seventh battle of Rusan. Mm-hmm. It's over with. So they're, they're all trying to find, you know, and he is supposed to stay on the ship. He's like, uses Jedi persuasion to yeah. persuade <laughs> this, this captain and uh, this guy and his two kids mm-hmm. to go down there, does all this, finds these two people, arrests them. This, that, and the other. Well, back to Bane and Xana. After the thought, like Bane was far enough away when the thought bomb went off that he didn't die, but it it, it did disturb him a little. Like, it oh hit. yeah, for sure. And he ha- and he's seeing things. He's seeing. His, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he keeps seeing. Um, he keeps seeing Lord Khan. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna find his I think, name. Doesn't he? See, Cortis. He, he see your sense. Um, what's your head too? Doesn't he? No, no, no. He only sees Cortis. And Lord Khan. He, that's the only two that he sees. For some reason, I thought he kept like sensing Giffney or something. No, no, get, no. It wasn't Giffney at all. But yeah, I know he keeps seeing Khan he all the time. He keeps seeing Khan and Cordis. <laughs> Cordis talks. Khan never says anything to him. He just stares at him like, look what you did. Yeah. And Cordis is just talking trash the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bane's out here seeing so, ghosts now. Like the So the the pre, the pre prologue on this book, it's Derivit, which is Xana's cousin. Mm-hmm. Who was also seemingly force sensitive. Yeah, well, her whole family was the Jedi came and took them mm-hmm. to to the war. They were like, "We're getting everyone we can. These kids are force sensitive. We're bringing them here. Yeah. We're going to kind of train them." Great job, guys. So Derivit actually, after Xana dies, that we think she dies, she, their plane gets well, hit. They think she's dead. yeah. They think she's dead. And her name is not Xana. No, it, it, her name is um. What is her name? She has a nickname that he calls her. That all their family call her. 
I can't remember her nickname. It was because um, I don't think her name is actually Xana either, is it? No, he. I mean, that's the name she tells Bane when he first meets her, but I don't remember that's actually her first name. Or well, it's just they both have nicknames for each other, and I can't remember what they were now. Yeah, I can't either. But anyway, he but act- she uses to play on those nicknames later too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Her life. Yeah. Um. So he actually defects to the Sith. Derivit. Yeah. Derivit mm-hmm. defects to the Sith because his cousin his favorite cousin is dead in his mind yeah and they gave him a lightsaber when the jedi didn't so he actually wants to go down into the cave to find the thought bomb well he finds it and he touches it and it just destroys it almost destroys his mind he almost goes crazy Mm -hmm. so he's just uh, he's just sitting in the cave at this point uh xana and bane they go to the sith camp they find all this stuff that's the first time that that Bane sees Cordis, no, 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 Khan out of the corner of his eye. And as he looks over to see what he thought he saw, Xana finds a book in a pile of trash. Well, Xana finds a book, yeah, and it's in Cordis's uh, tent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's in Cordis's handwriting and everything. And it's, uh, it's the tomb of Freedon Nad, a legendary Sith Lord from like 3,000 years earlier. And Bane now wants to go there and get his uh, holocron. Because he wants to know all this information. Bane wants to know everything ever. <laughs> yep. He wants to know all of it. So he, Sidious very much follows in the path that, that Bane did in that like method of thinking with wanting to know all the knowledge of the Sith. Right. To be able to like, Cause Bane to have the best chance of not ever being defeated. Yeah, because Bane didn't care about the new age. He All he cared about was the old stuff, the texts and the holocrons. Yeah. That's what taught him. Because he wanted to infuse all of the knowledge together to be the ultimate Sith person. Yep. And that's what he was trying to do. Yep. So, yeah, she finds that uh, the book about Freelon Nad. And so Bane wants to, Bane knows that he's going to go there. But first he wants to go down to the cave. And how, why did he want to go to the cave? Well, it's because. Oh, the, because he keeps seeing Khan. He so he wants to go down there and make sure that they're really dead. Yeah. He Which needs this, to make sure. This gets incredible with Xana. Like, I, untrained, completely untrained. And what she does down in that cave is awesome. Well, tell us about it. You don't remember? No. You don't? No, not specifically. Okay. So, yeah, he, he takes her down into the cave. So, one, he can prove that Khan is dead and he's just seeing stuff. And mm-hmm. two, he wanted to show Xano the error of the Brotherhood of Darkness's ways. So, while they're down there, Derivit finally comes to his senses and he's trying to find a way out. Mm-hmm. And he keeps circling and back and forth. And he starts he hearing voices. Yeah, he starts hearing his cousin's voice. And he's like, wait a minute. She's dead. Mm. Well... She he runs back in there, sees her. Oh, you're talking about this. Okay, yeah, yeah, see, Derivit finds his cousin and sees Darth Bane. Well, at first, he doesn't even see Bane. He like runs up to her and he's so excited to see her, and she's excited at first too. But then she has to mask it immediately because she knows Bane is watching. Tomcat was one of their names. I think she called him Tomcat. Yeah, he's Tomcat. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So they <laughs> he runs up to Xana, and she steps back from him because she gets all excited and she's like, "Wait a minute, my master's here. I yeah. have you know." She backs up and she's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And then that's when he notices Bane. He's like, "Oh, look at this huge thing over here!" Yeah, <laughs> and he actually has a Sith lightsaber, so he ignites it. And um, Xana's like, "If he tries to fight Bane, he's Bane's gonna kill d- him. Yeah, Bane's gonna murder him." So with the Force, she uses her mind to blow up Derivit's hand that was holding the lightsaber. It literally disintegrates it mm-hmm. with the Force. Holy crap! At ten years old, At still ten years old, At 10. untrained. And then she tells him to like run to go away or whatever. And then I think like Bane questions her or something like that. It wasn't and, a useful death. And she tells him like it wasn't a useful death. He wasn't a threat. Like she throws the same thing he just taught her back on him. And that one interaction is like 
the basis for their entire relationship for the entire time that they're around each other. It's like, oh, man. Bane's like, Woo! I'm going to have to watch this kid. Yeah, Bane's like, all right, well, I need an apprentice, but this one's going to be a problem. <laughs> yep. So skip ahead, you know. So then they're going to leave. They need to leave Ruson. So Bane's going back to his ship. Xana's still following him. And when they're going to get on, he stops her. And he's like, look, I'm going to go out here. To Freedon Nad's tomb. Yeah. And then you're, oh, I don't think he actually tells her that. But he's like, you're going to meet me in 10 days here at, um, where is it he want her to meet him? It doesn't really matter. It's Onderon. Is it Onderon? Yeah, yeah. you're going to meet me in Onderon, Onderon in 10 days. Because 10 days gives him enough time to go out there and look for Freedom Nad's tomb and then get to Onderon. And he's like, uh, meet me there in 10 days. She goes, all right, well, let's go. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. You will meet me there in 10 days. I'm going to leave you find your own way. Because how am I going to find my own way? I'm a kid. Like, he's like, you're how a am Sith. I going to do this? And he's figure like, it out. you're a Sith, figure it out. If you're supposed to be my apprentice, you'll be there when I get there. If not, then I guess I picked the wrong one. Oh, yeah. I'll find someone else. And Bandy's gets up and leaves. It's like, uh... <laughs> oh, and she does find a way there. Yeah, she does. She ends up getting on this ship with this family. The uh, same crew that uh, Johan pers- like, yeah. used the force to persuade him to let them go with him. So she gets on the uh, ship with them. She's telling them she needs to go where she needs to go. They're going somewhere else. Uh, the father is very, like, adamant in, like, well, why don't you just come with us and stay with us? Like, you have no family. You have nowhere to be. Like, just live with us. Blah, blah, blah. He, like, kind of doesn't want to take her where she wants to go. Because it's a dangerous planet yeah. where she's wanting to go. Very dangerous. So eventually she realizes, all right, they're not going to take me. So through a series of events, she ends up killing all of them in a really quick manner. All of them. She kills yeah. the captain, who is a Republic fighter mm-hmm. trained. His, ki- his two kids. The guy's kids and him. Mm-hmm. And there was someone else. There was like five people on that ship. It was the captain, which was that lady, who was the Republic fighter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the guy and his two kids oh, are from people, Ruson. Yeah. 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 She kills. Xana kills all of them. And then she has to drag all of their bodies. Out. Like, there's two people in the cockpit still. So she's got to drag them out and, like, put them in the back. And then she puts, like, the self-navigation on or whatever. So, yeah, 10-year-old Xana, in the span of, like, a, a couple chapters in this book, has now murdered seven people. And, <laughs> and, six people. And she didn't use the Force because she doesn't know how to just use the Force. Yeah. She, she ruffled through their stuff, found a blaster. She used a blaster and killed them all. And kills them all. But still, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. So then she, she's off on her journey there. And then at the same time, uh, Bane is going out to the Tomb of Freedom Nat. Yeah. And one really important thing happens to Bane here, which is the Orbalisks. Well, before he gets there, actually, you know, he's flying. He's in uh, hyperspace, and he's flying mm-hmm. to the planet. Well, that's right, and there's no path. Yeah, there's no path to mm-hmm. it. So he, he is... No, 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 you're on the third book. You're, Am I? Okay, You're okay. on the third Not book bad. there. Um, so he's flying to the tomb of Freedon Nad because Cordis actually found it, and he wrote down the coordinates in his mm-hmm. journal that what Xana found. And um, while he's flying there, he keeps having visions of Cordis and Lord Khan just talking back and forth, and it's driving him insane. So he uses the Force to try to get rid of the visions of them and mm-hmm. ultimately just destroys his ship, and he crashes. And he crashes bad on this planet. He, like, it really damaged him. Yeah, but he crashes on the Freedom Planet. Yeah, he crashes yeah. on the Freedom Planet. Yeah. And um, he crashes there. He goes and finds the tomb. He opens up the door, and as he goes in there, he grabs the holocron and these orbalisks, which are like these crustaceous, crustaceous creatures. creatures. But they're they have, like they're bigger, but not huge. Yeah, they're, they're like they have a hard shell. They're like a slug with a hard shell on them. Yeah, one of them falls, and he swats it out of the way. Another one falls, and he takes his lightsaber and smacks it. And whenever he does that, he notices that it does not cut the thing in half. Yeah, it doesn't with the lightsaber. It. Yeah, so he's like, 
immediately he knew he was in mortal danger. So he tries to get out of there, and one falls and lands on his shoulder. Two of them got him, actually. One, another one falls and lands on his chest, mm-hmm. and like you, he can feel their teeth. It grinds all the way through his meat, all the way through his muscle, all the way to the bone, and latches on. Mm-hmm. And you cannot get rid of them once they are on yeah. you. And they're like, So they thought. They're parasites. They're parasites. But they're dark side parasites, mm-hmm. so they feed on your dark side, and in return gives you way more power. Yeah, and they like pump you full of adrenaline too, is where like you can block out pain, you can fight longer, harder, and it gives you like a performance boost. Like it's nuts. Dude. Oh yeah. But they're parasites and they grow. Yeah. And so eventually they cover your entire body and everything and you die from it. Yeah. Yeah. They eventually it, it pumps you so full of dark side that it it kills you. Yeah. The dark side literally kills you. And like the the venom that they're pumping into them like yeah. alters them too. So he gets that. He finds the uh, holocron. Mm-hmm. He, he opens it up, blah, 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 does all that. So now he has to fly to Onderon to meet Xana, which he doesn't have a ship anymore. But, but the planet he's on is very close to Onderon. Very close to Onderon. That's, this is why he chose Onderon, because it's it's right, literally neighboring on uh, whatever that planet this planet is, is yeah. that Freelon Nad's tomb was at, so much so that their outer atmospheres actually overlap almost. Every once in a while, they actually completely overlap. Yeah, because but there's at these, this point, I don't think they are overlapping completely. There's these birds that... Called a Drexel. Drexels, that's right. They're Drexels mm-hmm. on that other planet that, mm-hmm. that she's They're on. They're on both planets. Are they on both planets? Yeah, because remember. he gets one. Yeah. Well, that's how they can get it because the orbits overlap each other and they can fly to each planet. Yeah, that's but it, when he does it, they're not overlapping. No, he just yeah. he just grabs he flies out into space, and he f- and he uses the force to to. So put if a you want to speak about <laughs> insane acts of using the force, and Come this on. right here is how Leia in uh, Last the Jedi. Last Jedi is able to do what she does. So Bane gets a Drexel, and he flies up into the atmosphere of the planet he's on, out of the atmosphere into space. But as he is leaving, he embodies himself and the creature. In a a, a a literal force field. Yeah. <laughs> a field of the force, of force energy. And he flies across space, or out of the atmosphere, across space, into the atmosphere of the other planet, and is now on Alderaan. Where he proceeds to so the kill. Way, well, hold on. The way that he's able to live through this is by embodying himself in a force shield, and he survives the vacuum of space. Not only himself, but he keeps a massive flying creature alive, and they survive as well. A gigantic creature, yeah. which we'll talk about here in a second. This they, is how they're supposed to have two riders on them. They're supposed to have right, two. Yeah, that's how big they are. That's how big they are. So that's how Leia is. If, if anyone's ever wondering, or anyone who wondered that, that is how Leia was able to do that. As soon as the explosion happened, immediately covered herself in like a field of force energy and survived out in the vacuum of space and pulled herself in. Yes, it's very Mary Poppins looking, but Leia's force sensitive and she knows what she's doing. And then the third movie even tells us she trains as a Jedi so she would know all that stuff. Yeah. And if any you've read any of the books or comics ever, they are very explicit all the time that the first thing a Jedi or a Sith learn is how to create a force energy field around themselves. Yep. That's the first thing they're taught. That's why whenever you see any of the movies, and they never use the force against each other because it they, will not it's work. It's very hard during the battle. You have to yeah. like catch them off guard with it. Like when uh, Ray and Kylo are doing it to each other in the heat of the battle, it's very small things. Like just stopping their saber for a second. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they're crushing each other's throats and, and all this other crazy stuff. It's really hard to do that to a force sense of a person because they're covering themselves in a field that is blocking out force energy from them and at the same time it's a field of protection so a lot of times blaster bolts can't even get through to get to them so they have to use sabers as well because right. it breaks their concentration anyways so yeah xana lands on this planet on alderaan 
And she lands in this big field. And when she does, she gets out. These people ride up to her, these beast riders. And then she ends up getting surrounded by all of them. And there's so many of them that she knows, man, I'm not going to be able to like, kill all these guys. Like, they're definitely going to kill me. And they are not very nice and inviting people. They're very, not even uh, a little bit. It was very rude. <laughs> it's kind of like they're they're kind of like the way they describe him in the book. If you ever seen the movie The Book of Eli, that mm-hmm. scene where um, he's walking, needs water, and he comes across those guys. Yeah, that's what they're described as: really yeah. dirty, like cannibal type people, cannibal little thieves. Yeah, basically. And so they're surrounding Zana, uh, Zana, and it's like she's about to get captured and probably killed. And then out of nowhere, another Drexel shows up with somebody on it and starts massacring all of these people and it's Bane it's Bane he kills everybody they have like this extended fight where like he has to fly and fly to try to capture some other ones again but he ends up killing all of them he ends up killing the last person that he kills is the person that was about to kill Xana mm-hmm. and they're they're uh, what are they called Drexels their Drexels get intertwined get with, they get tangled yeah. up and they're literally just falling like 500 feet out of the sky mm-hmm. towards the, and that and they crash yeah. they crash make and a it kills huge both of them, I it think. kills yeah, oh, it kills everybody. Yeah, well, except Bane. Except for Bane, he comes walking out of there limping, and as he ta- every step he takes, he gets a little straighter up, a little mm-hmm. straighter up, and Xana's like, "That is the vis- dude. I want that visual so bad." Oh yeah, of the Drexels, all these big monsters flying, fighting, and then falling to the ground, like all the dust and dirt flies up, and then out of like that smog comes Bane limping out, and as he's limping and getting closer to the screen, he just starts walking more and more normal until he's completely fine and just walks past. It's like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. It's because of the Orbalist. It's healing. The Orbalists are healing healing as he's walking. Dude, he's so dope. He is so dope. That's another thing the Orbalists do. They need to protect and preserve the Paris, their host's life so that they can live, so they heal him. Like, Sith and Jedi can heal themselves over time, but this is like extremely fast Wolverine level healing now. Oh yeah, yeah he has there's a there's healing. a part at the end of the book where he's fighting five Jedi. Yeah. One of them cuts his hand off, and it just <laughs> pops back together, and he's done, and he just kills everybody. I don't think they cut his hand off, do they? They don't cut it completely off, but they sever they all like the nerves. They like sever stuff through it, yeah, and, and it just heals and, right and back. Just, yeah, his lightsaber falls to the ground. And this happens within seconds. Yeah, his lightsaber falls to the ground. He swings it back up, and he just murks. Yeah, because Bane's okay. He's decent at best. He's un- he's done two things that are cool so far. That's it, just two. So on the other side of what's going on here, you know, we're it's not just dealing with uh, Xana and Bane. We're dealing with Jedi. Yeah, with Johan, uh, Johan and then with uh, Farfalla. With Farfalla. So Farfalla. After all that is said and done, we go back over here to Farfalla and Johan. Well, after Farfalla figure out figures out that he was down there on that planet. That Johan was. That Johan told him, no, no, you can't go down there. It's dangerous. This is why we're only we're only sending non-force sensitive people down there because we don't know if it's still dangerous for force sensitive people to go down there and the thought ball may kill you. Yeah. But Johan doesn't listen to him and goes anyway. Yeah. Well, he puts Johan on a detail for the rest of his Jedi career. Mm-hmm. And it's to, um, to be, protect a... Be a bodyguard of a sender. Be a bodyguard of a sender, more or less. And after he grants him with this and gives him the rank of Jedi, mm-hmm. the book skips ahead 10 years. Yeah. It goes 10 years. So Xana is 20 years old at this and point. And it describes that she has grown up into be a beautiful young woman. Yes. So it's the second adult woman that Bane has really interacted with, and both times they're like really attractive people. Which he doesn't feel anything for Xana. It's like a yeah, father figure. Yeah, he was like in love with. But Xana is like, it's, it's weirdly a father figure, but without being like fatherly or maternal at all. Oh, yeah. At this point... He only cares about her well-being because she can carry on the legacy of the Sith. Right. 
he does not care about anything else about her. No, no. at all. And I she doesn't really view him as a father either, because he's very like he's always he's very distant and hateful and spiteful. But at the same time, Bane's not stupid. He knows that he needs to like allow little moments every now and then of connection between the two of them, right? Right. Otherwise, it's just going to be this spiteful relationship the entire time. So that's like that's that's their only source of relationship. And Xana has grown into learning that she can use Sith sorcery. Yeah, she, is she a, has been training in that over these past 10 years. She is a Sith sorceress. Yeah. With a and she uses a double-bladed lightsaber which is shorter than normal mm-hmm. because her fight style is not brute force. It's 100% defense. It's 100% defense until that person tires and, and makes, makes a, mistake, a mistake and, and Xana cuts you down, bro. Yeah. And the way and the the techniques that she uses that Bane has taught her is like are catered specifically to her build, her frame, and her ability to fight to where she could almost never tire out. Ever. She because is, she uses minimal effort while you expel all your energy. And she is so quick and nimble. She's able to like deflect and evade everything and then just block you for most times. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to kind of speed Incredible. up a little bit on this book. Um, they're, on, they're on this planet. I can't remember exactly what she's. She's trying to persuade. They're on Serena. They're on Serena. This so is, she's, she's trying, trying to, to pray, persuade these separatists who want to like attack the um, the chancellor that Johan's protecting. Yeah, they, it's Chancellor uh, Valorum. Yeah, or it, no, it's not Valorum, is it? Yeah, it says Chancellor Valorum. His okay. upcoming visit. So they want to attack, but they have like a certain date they want to do it in, and Xana's trying to convince them to move it forward. Xana is uh, like in disguise as somebody else, right? She uh, is, has told them she works like somewhere uh, for the chancellor's like council and like a really small menial job, right? Right. And so she knows. Inf- this is how like she knows some information. She can like get them into places or whatever. Like she can be a help. But Which she, is all because Bane kills all the Sith, so he gets to take over all of their wealth. Mm-hmm. And so he has all this money, and he's creating networks and yeah. networks and networks of people. And he's creating this like. Um, uh, back channel network of like all this information because like he realizes like there's nothing more important and powerful than information. Yeah, I need to know everything. Money is nothing. Yeah, money is a tool to use to gain information. It's a means to an end. Yeah, for him. Bane, yeah, Bane does not care about money. But Xana is disguised and she's like essentially dating this dude who is like one of the leaders of this separatist movement. Yeah, his name is Khalid Kaladin. Khalidin. I think it's Khalidin. This is his name. Yeah, but I think they just call him Khalid. Yeah, it's just Khalid. Yeah. She's dating him. She persuades him to attack early. Oh, and it's, it's former Chancellor for long. Yeah. He used to be Chancellor. He, yeah, he's, he's just, retired now, and now he's got a, uh, a Jedi bodyguard. Yeah. He's just, uh, all he is now is just a, like a senator. Right. He, he just goes out and make contact with people. So he pers- she persuades these guys to attack that guy early. Way early. Way early. Mm-hmm. From what their leader is telling them to do, mm-hmm. which ends up getting all of them killed. Not all of them. All of them. No. No, no, no. Two of them. The sir. girl and someone else make it out. That's right. But then they they also, uh, yeah, they attempt to kidnap them, and they all die except for two of them. Yeah. Yeah, so Johan actually kills all but two of them. They go back, and at the same time, you know, she persuades them to go. She goes back to Bane. She goes back to Ambria because she's under the impression, all right, well, they're going to try to do that and all get killed. Yeah. Which well, kind of made her mad. She's like, this is the first connection I've had with a with a with a man mm-hmm. and, and she now kinda, she has to like give it up and now she has to give it up so and she goes back and sells that to bane and he's like i do not care like, not that xana's <laughs> a very like lovey person you no. know what i mean but it's still like i haven't ever had really had human connection in 10 years and yeah. i finally get some and it's like i have to have them die it's pointless <laughs> it's all pointless 
So, yeah, she goes back to Ambria, and in her absence, like, Bane has been trying to create his own holocron. Yeah. That is now his life's mission, is to create his holocron, and he's been failing nonstop. And, and he ends up destroying uh, their camp at one point out of, like, pure anger, and that's when he realizes that the Orbalisks are giving him, like, this Sith-fueled rage mode that he can go into where he's, like, nearly unstoppable. Yeah, no, he... But it's at also this not point, good because he doesn't think clearly when he's in it. Yeah, no, at this point, he is... His entire body, except for... He, he created these gloves and this helmet that he put on when he's asleep and his feet and stuff. So the Orbalisks can't so cover they, those. Yeah, but he is covered on most every other part yeah. of his body. In only 10 years. In only 10 years. Yeah. His entire body's covered. So now he has, like, this insane shield on his body where, yeah like lightsabers can't even penetrate it well she goes he's trying to create this holocron he fails he's been trying to do it for i think two days and it shatters in front of him he blows up the camp she he sends her back to that world to go get more supplies for him to create this and those two people that escaped kidnap her and right. take them back to their leader well, before that too, there's also a really important. There's also a really important plot point that she wonders pretty much aloud to Bane if the Orbalisks could ever get removed. Like after he goes into anger and destroys the camp, and it's like, oh, these could oh, be yeah, dangerous. Oh yeah, she plants the, the, like she plants the, the seed, of, seed doubt, of thought. Of yeah, doubt, the seed of, of doubt and of thought in Bane's mind that maybe these can be removed and he could live through it. Like, is that possible? Well, yeah, she's like, you're gonna lose control and you're gonna destroy everything you've worked for. Is it worth it? And, mm-hmm. and, and she knows she's like, if he has that and at the time it comes I'll, for me to kill I'll him, never be able to beat I him. will yeah. never defeat him. Yeah, because she knows, she knows how badass oh, Bane is, she's, and she's terrified of him. She's like, devious. She knows how. Well, I'm saying, yeah, she's devious, but she knows how like amazing Bane is. And that like, as great as Xana may be, there's no way that she's defeating Bane. And her most of her sis sorcery comes from like knowledge that Bane has given her access to. Mm-hmm. He even tells her, like, he can't deep dive into Wither because he doesn't have the affinity for it. So she does know some stuff he doesn't know, but a lot of the stuff she knows wouldn't even work on him. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes, she gets kidnapped, and she wants to be kidnapped because she wants to meet the leader of the Separatists, mm-hmm. which turns out to be a sort of kind of Sith who was sort of kind of trained. Yeah, sort of kind of, but he's really old now. He's old. He's in his, like, 40s, I think. He's no, du- he's like supposed to be older than that. No, I think she said she was. he was double her age. She's 20. Oh, well, that's true. So yeah. she's 40. And he wants to become her apprentice. And and she's like, okay, you can come, but you're gonna have to kill my master. Yeah, we gotta kill Bane. We gotta kill Bane. There's only one. And he's like, oh, that shouldn't be a problem. And he goes and shows her his whole Sith collection, and he just snaps his fingers, and there's all these Sith, like shadow assassins. Right. Yeah. They just appear that she could not sense. There were there was like eight of them in the room, and she couldn't. You couldn't couldn't see them. You couldn't sense them or anything, which is really cool. Well, they all go back to Ambria, where. Bane is sitting there meditating, and he's like, something's a little off here. And he looks up, lights his lightsaber up, and all of a sudden there's like six or eight dudes in front of him. And they're like, oh, crap. How did they? How did he see through our like, yeah. Sith shield to see us? And he kills everyone. The guy's name is Hetton, by the way. Hetton. That's, yeah. that's what his name was. Mm-hmm. He kills all of them in a gruesome <laughs> manner. Pr- pretty quickly, too. Quick <laughs> manner too. Which... And then he at turns that, at that time they they don't they don't have lightsabers or anything they have force pikes, mm-hmm. which are like um, kind of like cattle prods but have super high energy and they were all set to max. Mm-hmm. Well, they all hit him at one time and it took him to his knees, which was kind of the first thing to say. Okay, he he has a weakness. The orbalists have a weakness and it's electricity. Yeah, and he didn't even put two and two together with that. But he kills all of them and he almost kills Xana. Yeah, he turns on Xana and he's like, "You betrayed me. You tried to kill me." Which the only saving point was is that what's his name? Holt? No. Hutton. Hetton had a location for another Sith sorceress 
who had a holocron that would teach Bane how to, to make, make a holocron. holocron. Yeah. And whenever Xana was able, finally able to say that, he was like, okay, what would you have done if those guys would have killed me? And she was like, well, if they would have killed you, you wouldn't have been deserving of the post, and I would be the master now. Mm-hmm. And Bane's pretty much just like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I trained you well. <laughs> <laughs> also, Hetton gets killed throughout that. Oh, too. yeah. Hetton gets, he gets his, murdered. He gets his arm cut off. He and like then... tries to plead or something with Zena at one point, too, and she just remains silent. Yeah, she's just she's like, I'll there. just see what happens. Yep. <laughs> oh, she's nasty. And when Bane attacks her, he's like brute force Bane. She's like barely able to hold him off long enough to be able to tell him this. I skipped a very cool and important part. No, you didn't. Yes, it did. What? Of whenever she got kidnapped and she uses sorcery to scramble oh, that girl's mind. Dude, so Hetton, when she gets kidnapped by those two separatist people, Syndra and Pack, when they kidnap her, she gets taken to Hetton and uh, she can sense the dark side in him and he can sense it in her. And while she's standing there, there's all the, he has all these guards and stuff. And one of them like gets closer to her and she uses Sith sorcery, like a movement of her hand, but it's like almost instantaneous. Yeah, it's like a move seconds. Like a, a real quick movement of her hand, and this dude's mind just starts scrambling and he like dies right there on the spot. And Hetton's like, what's going on? <laughs> and, that, and then he starts to profess like that he wants to be her apprentice, blah, blah, blah. And then she turns to Syndra and like melts her mind, makes her see these ter- like her worst fears and terrors and like lose herself in her mind and dies. And it's amazing because she you so rips, badly wants Syndra to die. She rips her own eyeballs out because yeah. she, her sorcery is her bringing your most feared well stuff to, to light. Not always, but this thing she that, does. That thing is, that yeah. she did. That's like her, her specialty. Yeah. She she made she had no soul left after that. She's like, Oops. you know, I can. She 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 didn't die she, with that. She's sitting there writhing. She'll she's die like, eventually, but she's like, she's still alive. But whatever was left with her mind is now gone. She is not the same person that you that she was five seconds ago. Yeah, that's she's how a, nasty she is. She's dead though. So then we see Johan again, and because he saved Cinder, uh, well, former Chancellor Forlorn's life. Yeah, because he saved his life, he asks him if he would like. Uh, or he tells him he's like indebted to him, right? And Johan tells him then, okay, well, if you feel like you owe me something, we should build a memorial for all the Jedi that died on Rusan. Yeah. Which is not something that the Jedi do. do. No, they should- it shows like uh, like pride almost. Yeah, like idolizing something. Yeah, it's idolizing them and they don't do that. Then it goes against what uh, uh, Farfalla. Farfalla would want. And he knows that Johan does it like intentionally. So that creates like a bit of a divide and a rift between them there. And we have to, they have to like, uh, it makes um, Farfalla question whether Johan is who he, he, sh- he should be, right? Right. So, yeah, he goes on back to uh, Rusan to, to oversee Johan. He goes yeah. back to Rusan to oversee the, the structure, the building of this memorial. Mm-hmm. And every step in turn, it gets vandalized. And you're like, okay, who's vandalizing this? Well, it turns out to be Derivit. Yeah. He never left Rusan. He gets his hand exploded and he becomes a healer mm-hmm. because he is slightly force yeah, sensitive. Slightly. Like, slightly. Becomes a healer. Well, Johan catches him in the act and he was like, Oh, you think the Sith are dead? Who do you think did this to me? Yeah. So now this is another person that has told Johan that a Sith is still around. And this dude is like, I know they're alive because my cousin is his apprentice. Yeah. It's a guy named Bane. Yep. So now Joan's like, oh, snap, you need to come back with me to um, Coruscant. To Coruscant so that we can tell like my master this, or tell, uh, not his master, but tell Farfalla, Farfalla. this. And like, uh, Derva's like, Derva, no. Derva doesn't want to do it, so he like persuades him. He persuades him to go. And when they go back there, Zana has been sent by Bane 
to go there to look through the Jedi records to see if there's information that they don't know about the Orbalisks. Yeah, so he she gets to steal the identity of a Jedi who is on a, like an ice planet with her master who mm-hmm. has only come back like once in the last decade. So not very many people's going to remember what she looks like. Exactly. But Xana is around the same age, around the same she, height. Well, she's the Padawan. Well, yeah, she she's, that, she's yeah. a Padawan of that master. So she's around the same age, around the same height. The only difference is she's got blonde hair. That girl has black hair. She dyes her hair black. Yep. But she is so strong in the Force that she is able to project the Boys. light side. While she, she has to be completely concentrating. But she can hide the dark side within herself, some completely shroud it to where no one can see it, and then project the light side and the fact that she's a Padawan in the middle of the Jedi Council. Or the Jedi, Jedi Order. Ca- in the middle of the Jedi Order on Coruscant in the library walking around with Jedi everywhere and Padawans everywhere, and no one is any the wiser. Yep. Except for Dude, Dude how freaking insane is Xana. Dude, she's That's nasty. nuts, dude. There is like I haven't seen that anywhere other than in Pal- that book without be, being that powerful. Palpatine. Well, obviously Palpatine. He was he did literally it for, among the Jedi Council, and they had no idea who he was. Yeah, but he well, he was projecting him to himself to not have anything. Exactly, but he she, hid himself. She yeah, hid she her hid and projected evil light side, and then projected Woo! light side. Come and there's on, a couple man. moments where like things will happen while she's on her little quest, where it, like distracts her for a second. She's like, oh, I hope no one noticed. Like dark side slipped out for a second. Yeah, and she has. To luckily, keep her, no one does. Yeah, she has to keep her energy up. She has to eat yeah. at specific times and this, that, and the other. And she's like, one night when I thought I was getting really close to a breakthrough in this orbless thing. It was really late at night, and I broke my concentration. She was like, luckily there was no one around me, because <laughs> that would have been the end of the Sith. But while she's in the library, uh, Daravit arrives with Johan. Johan goes off to find, to do, uh, I can't remember what he's doing. I think he goes off to talk to Farfall, and he's like, just uh, wander around a bit, Daravit. They'll show you around. You can go to the library or whatever yeah. it is, and we'll catch up. Yeah, he wanted to go to the library to try yeah. to find heal, like their kind of healing and stuff. Yeah, that's what, he wanted to go look at that stuff. So when he's walking through the library hall... He finds Zana, and he recognizes Zana. I think it's one of the times that she lets something slip. So it's not even that Darvit senses dark side. He just senses like familiarity for like a quick second, and then he know he realizes who Zana is. So then Zana and him have to like flee. Like uh, he tells her, "Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I told the Jedi tattling on you right <laughs> I now. I told the Jedi <laughs> that y'all are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> so she escapes with." With him and with, Derivit. and with Derivit. And they're trying to go to Tython, which is where Bane is. And at this point now, it seems there's sentimentality in Santa in Xana. A little bit. She, This is her cousin, who, who was her best friend when she was a kid, and she loves him, right? Right. Obviously, she spared his life when he was younger. And now she's like irritated and mad that he's shown back up because now he knows that they're still around. Now the Jedi know. But at the same time, he's the one that told them. So now Bane for sure is going to kill this dude. Oh, yeah. 100%. No, 100% he's going to kill this guy. So it seems like she's upset for many different reasons about it. And it's like another human connection she has that's probably going to die. But Santa is not always as she seems. No, not even a little bit. No. No. She's pretty so awesome. let's let's go let's go back to the other side. Now Bane is going to Tython to find the holocron of what's her name? Uh Oh, the one that will teach him how to make holocrons? Yeah, it's Bella Daru Darzu Darzus. Holocron, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, he's going to yeah, Tython to find the Holocron of this person who was also a Sith sorceress and one of the best. And she could actually yeah. change form. She was a shape a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. She could change her form. Well, 
she created this army of what were they called? Um, They're like those mechanical little spider monster thingies. Yeah, she created yeah. this virus where you could give it to humans or animals or whatever, and they would it's become a technovirus. It's a technovirus, mm-hmm. and they would become mechanical mm-hmm. and only listen to her. So, and she created a literal army. Yeah, she created an army. So he shows up at her fortress. Now army is still there. No, <laughs> yeah, he opens up the door and sees hundreds of these technobots. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, God, what do I do? So he starts to walk through it, sees the holocron, and he notices that they're all like shrouded, crowding, shrouding, like the, crowding around it. Yeah, yeah. they're like just drawn to the holocron, but they won't get within like 10 feet of it. They're mm-hmm. just surrounding it, walking around. Well, he goes and grabs the holocron. That was a bad idea. Didn't yeah, because <laughs> now, now they want to kill him. <laughs> well, which is cool because they have this feature where they can breathe that virus mm-hmm. into you. And they did that to him tons of times, but his orbalist healed it. Just burned that out of his system and he kills and they can't pierce him because of the orbalists yeah but he knows that like they're mechanical robots so they're just never gonna stop trying to attack him so now it's like a matter of endurance yeah so he just has to to kill everybody uh, i have to just endure and keep momentum to destroy all of these robots he's like at one point he's he kills all of them he's sitting there looking at the mess that he made he's like i have never seen so much gore without there being gore right it's just like robot parts robot parts everywhere (laughs) so he gets the holocron he activates it for a second, and then he senses Xana and somebody else approaching mm-hmm. because she she had no idea how to get there. Only Bane did. Well, they found a path through in the Jedi archives, mm-hmm. which was their downfall, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and um, she's like, he's like, yo, wh- why are you here? I told you to be over here looking for this while I'm here. She's like, well, this asshole over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this thing kind of happened. This guy just told uh, the Jedi where, that we're still alive. And then another ship comes out of nowhere. And it's because uh, when Johan is telling Farfall about this, he still kind of doesn't believe him. He's like, well, I'll talk to this guy. But then now the guy is gone all of a sudden. There's a record of like someone in the library saw him talking to this dark-haired girl and they ran off together. Then they figure out that the dark-haired girl was supposed to be this apprentice, but it's obviously, or this paddle, but it's obviously not her. And Johan's like, oh my God, it's it's the it's girl. It's his cousin. It's yeah. his cousin, who was now Bane's apprentice. I really wish I could remember her nickname that. It yeah, was I can't Tom remember Cat and... <sighs> Just look it up. Hold up. Rain. Rain, that's right. It Tom was Tom Cat, Cat and Rain. Rain. Woo! So, uh, yeah, so then when that when all that happens, that, that pretty much convinces Farfalla, oh man. They really are still alive. So they they so they, they take a small team. It's Farfalla, uh, Johan, this big hulking guy, big hulking guy, a one a hammerheads. What it's not that's like the racist right. term for it, but there's five of them. There's, there's five of them total. And then one the, of the, the fifth one is just like a battle control person. Yeah, they do. They just battle meditate. Yeah, and it keeps everyone strong and mm-hmm. going. So they they. Bane sees the other ship, and you're like, well, they're here, so barricade yourself in here. We got to fight. Yeah, now we don't have a choice. And oh, my God. And so that fight is awesome. It goes on for a while. It goes on for a while. And when the big hulking dude comes in, like, you're reading the book, and you're thinking, all right, him and Bane are about to throw it down. No, this dude goes right for Xan. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I got her. So it's it's him ver- and Johan versus Xana, and then the other two. Two against Bane against with Bane the battle meditator. With the guy battle meditating in the background. So one thing that saves Zana in this, right? So this big hulking dude... It's not really clear fully to Xana if this dude actually would be able to kill her one-on-one completely. He could definitely overpower her, and his like his strikes are very hard-hitting. But because Johan is inexperienced in battle, they're working on a certain cadence of like, I'll attack, you attack. But Johan keeps doing it in an odd way yeah. and is actually throwing off the other guy's attacks, which is 
in turn helping Xanax yes. to sustain momentum and be able to defend him. So like Johan doesn't realize that he's actually a disadvantage in this fight. And Xana yeah. is able to realize and work through that. And it's like, as long as I can keep these two idiots doing the same thing, I'm good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, something happens with uh, the guys who are fighting Bane, and they need backup. Now they need to yeah, three because, first one. Because they, they do the slice the hand slice thing to Bane, and it forms back. And like, oh, shoot, we're never going to kill this guy. And well, their lightsabers, they're hitting him all well, over the body, and they're not even piercing him. Well, they... It wasn't that. It was I think that Bane punched the the woman who is a blade master. She's she uses two blades, two mm-hmm. lightsabers. I think he like kicks her or something. She goes flying, and he's like, "Yo, we need somebody over here." So now it's three versus one. Well, that's what I'm saying, but all that stuff has been happening, and like yeah, they've well, done Johan, all this to Bane, and he's just been winning. Johan's the one that notices there's a gap between his glove and his wrist and an orbalisk. Oh, is it him that cuts his hand and off? He's the one who mm-hmm. cuts most of his hand off, and he's like, "Oh, we've won." Uh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, and no, uh, we haven't. So now it's 3v1 and 1v1, which is not good for Xana. No, because now it's coming apparent to her, oh, okay, so this guy is a problem by himself. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so Bane actually notices. She's like, what? These guys are not tiring. This fight's been going on for like 20 minutes now. No one's tiring out. What's going on? Well, he like, notices oh, this, this dude yeah, just this standing battle there. So he uses the for- or he was about to advance on him, and Johan uses the force and pushes him out of the way, which takes him out of his concentration. Yeah, what you just said is confusing. Bane is able to like knock everyone like off balance, and then he tries to beeline for the battle meditator, but the Johan uses the force to move him out of Bane's path. Okay. But when he does that, it breaks the battle meditator's concentration, so the battle meditation drops. And what and he's doing is keeping everybody's tired. stamina and endurance up, yeah. and keeping the force like flowing through them. So when it breaks for a quick second, that is the only opening that Xana needs yeah. and then she massacres that big yeah, dude he, he, with the quickness. He just as soon as that uh, battle meditator gets pushed aside. His movements he, just slow a little bit she goes there's my opening kill him. Well he just she he like turns she said he turns and looks back and she's like well thank you for doing that. <laughs> well he like turns and looks back with his head like not his whole body yeah. and it's like very quick as if he was quick look over your shoulder and look back like it doesn't even take a second to do it Yeah, but it's all she needs and she cuts him down and kills cuts him. Cuts him down then she uses her sorcery to screw with the mind of the blade master the mm-hmm. woman i can't remember her name and goes up and kills her and i think she runs up behind johan and kills him johan gets killed and then they cut oh he doesn't kill johan just yet no that's what it was he kills johan he cuts farfalla's hand off yeah and then farfalla starts to back up and then he kills farfalla and then he was going the he cuts the throat throats plural of the um battle meditator, battle meditator mm-hmm. and he was about to go and strike him down and with his with lo- sith lightning with sith lightning Within the last effort that that Jedi put in was he grabbed Bane's ankle and put a force shield around him. <laughs> and when he used his force lightning is okay. So it's insanely you, powerful. If you've seen the newest movie, mm-hmm. spoilers, Sidious performs some of the coolest lightning you'll ever see. The most powerful lightning you'll ever see in the movies ever. It's Bane, incredible. Bane does stuff like that. Bane does stuff like that all the time. In fact, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, at the end of Skywalker, when Sidious does the, like the lightning blast in the sky and it's like a storm, that's what they describe when Bane does it in, when he's in the Sith uh, Academy. In the, in the first book. Yeah. yeah. It says like this storm of clouds came over and this lightning rained down everywhere. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah. So that's... Huh. But the, orb, the Orbalist is feeding him dark side, mm-hmm. so his lightning is just super powerful. Yeah. And that's when you realize, oh, the Orbalists are 
lightning kills them. Yeah. And if so, Orlisk shocks this dude, but this dude puts the force field around himself, grabs Bane, so it encompasses his Bane, and the field contains the energy, yeah. the lightning within it, and it just bounces around. It kills that guy, but it fries Bane and like melts him. Yeah. So when an Orvalisk dies on the host, it poisons the it host. It expels all of its poison like it, at once. Into your bloodstream, which yeah. eats you from the inside out. And kills you. And Bane, when this happens, it kills multiple of them, if not all of them. Yeah. So he's got a few. Yeah, yeah he kills yeah. multiple. Not all of them, but most of them. But it kills a lot of them, which is like one of them being killed is enough to kill you. Yeah. And so all of these are putting this poison mm-hmm. into his bloodstream, which breaks down at the nano level of your body. <laughs> yeah. And Bane is... At the, at the metachloric level. Oh, I'm sorry. The metachloric level. Thanks, George Lucas. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um that's enough to kill a normal person quickly. Yeah. Bane survives for like four days. Because he's Bane. Because he's Bane. Yeah. Which they go back to the planet that their camp is on, where that healer was from the first book. Caleb. Huh? Caleb. Is his name Caleb? Mm-hmm. It's not Zana that simple. takes Bane and Derivate to Ambria in search of healer Caleb, who, same ba- who saved Bane's Kaleeb. life previously. It's Caleb. Caleb, you're right. Caleb, yeah. <laughs> it's spelled Caleb, I know. I was though. like, it's not Caleb. It's not that simple. Yeah, Caleb, yeah. So they go to see Caleb because Bane had told Xana about him previously. When Bane lets those dudes live, uh, the he bandits, told, yeah. he tells her that like sometimes it's having, uh, you let them live so that they'll... They might serve a purpose later on. Well, yeah, there are two reasons essentially you let them live. One, so they can discredit truth, and two, because they may serve a purpose you can use later on. And he tells her, uh, I don't remember if it's in that moment, but at some point in the book, he tells her about the healer that he left alive because he knew he may need him at some point in the future. Yeah. So Xana takes him down there, and Xana knows that the only reason the healer helped Bane is because he threatened to kill the healer's child. Yes. So when Xana gets there, she tries to play nice with him, and it doesn't work. Well, there's something new. The first time, it was just a hut. Now it's a hut with a hideaway underneath. She gets there. It looks. Oh, that's ab- right. She gets there. No one's there. It's yeah, deserted. It looks abandoned. That's right. Yeah. Well, then she moves his bed out of the way and sees this and opens it up and Kaleeb's down there. Exactly. With but, no kid. But then she tries to play nice with him for a minute and it doesn't work. And it's like, all right, well, I'll kill your kid. And he's like, you see my kid around here? He's like, I sent my kid away. I don't even know her name anymore. I don't know where she is or what she does or who she is. She's just gone. Zara, there is Zana nothing is you can do to me. She's like, well, I'll pay you. You can you can give her the money. Yeah, she, like, anything. If, even if I wanted to take your blood money, I cannot I find her. her. I don't know where she is. So, I, don't know, I don't even know who she is now. You have nothing on me. So eventually, they come to an agreement that this dude will heal Bane because he knows Zana's going to kill him no matter what. If he tells her no, he's dead. So he might as well get something out of it and screw them over somehow because yes. he hates Bane. So he'll heal Bane, but she has to disable her ship and then contact the Jedi and tell them where they are. So the Jedi will come and take them away. Which she does. She's like, damn. All right. So she does it. She disables the ship. She contacts the Jedi. She tells them where they are. And then uh, I think Bane, this is over the course of days. Oh, yeah. And Bane is like groggily awakened at multiple points in times. And then... I don't remember exactly he, how it went. He wants Xana, because Xana, the first time he wakes up and he's actually coherent enough to stay awake for a mm-hmm. minute, Xana tells him what yeah, she so was, did. She tells him what's happening. And yeah. he's like, uh, you better kill like, me you now. idiot. You just ruined everything, number one, and now yeah. you're going to kill me. I'm never going to be a prisoner. Yeah. She's like, no, no, there's still much for you to teach me. And he's mm-hmm. like, you think they're going to let me teach you in the shackles of Jedi prison? Yeah. Like, no, they're going to execute me. He's like, the, the dark side is legit over now. Like, you just ruined it. And then she got an idea. I think she always had this idea, and well, she didn't tell Bane about it either. Yeah, she didn't tell Bane about it until the very end, yeah. but what she does is incredible. So when the Jedi get there, they walk upon a very gruesome scene where Kaleeb has been 
dismembered and cut into pieces. Pieces. And strown about the campsite. Yeah. Uh, and when Xana also calls them, she tells them about the Jedi that left and that this Sith killed all of them. Yes. So then he gets... Uh, yeah, Kali's been scattered all about the, pl- the place and they can sense this weirdness like coming from the hut. Yeah. And they go and like they yell out to it or whatever and then... Dare the it. This person, this person comes running, screaming at him, holding a lightsaber. A yellow lightsaber. Yellow lightsaber. He's yelling and screaming, and he seems like he's crazy, and they cut him down real quick. And then they walk into the hut, and there's like a little like bag or whatever that has all, all the other lightsabers laid out in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so this, so what happened here is this guy killed all the other uh, Jedi, came here for some reason to see this healer, had him heal him. Look, his hand has been lopped off, so that must have happened during the battle. Yeah. The and healer, he's, uh, he's, he's been driven mad. He's the dark side drives you crazy. So yeah. well, they, he's they, nuts. They described it as, okay, so he come, he kills all the Jedi. Mm-hmm. He gets his hand chopped off. He comes here for Cleve to heal him. He Kleeb won't do refuses, it. Refuses. So exactly. he kills him. He tries to use the dark side to heal, which the dark side cannot heal. They don't think. They don't think, mm-hmm. and it drives him insane. Case closed. Sith are dead. Let's go home. He was the last one. Sweet. And like Johan uh, and Parfal are dead. So. Yeah. So then these people leave. And then yeah, uh, Zana and Bane are still in there, but they're hiding down in the little bunker, and she has a, once again hidden the dark side from everybody. Yeah. And then she gets like uh, Bane up on the ship, and she like. It takes like. Th- it's, they describe it as saying it takes like. Th- it's going to take two or three days to repair the ship. Mm-hmm. The Jedi are like, what do you want to do with it? And he's like, I'll ah, leave it for the scrappers. Yeah, there's no point. So yeah. they leave. So then Zana repairs the ship, and they leave. And then when Bane wakes up, he's like really mad about what happened. And then she explains what she did. And it's the reason that she kept Derivit around because she knew at some point he would serve a further purpose for her. Yep. And it was this. Xana is a devious, callous piece of garbage. Oh, dude. <laughs> and the last thing that she says in the book is incredible. So Bane's like, why did, what did you do? Where are the Jedi? She's like, oh, they're gone. He's like, well, why didn't you kill me? And she says to him, one day I will surpass you. And on that day, I will kill you, Lord Bane. But that day is not today. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Bookends. is so gross, dude. Oh, Xana is book. amazing. I love her so much. I love Bane, too. She is such a callous, devious piece of garbage. Oh. And what she did was she used Sith sorcery on Derivit to drive and him turned insane. him insane. Yeah. Dude, she is nuts awesome. Oh, and when she sends a message to the Jedi, just so this isn't confusing, it's not like she called them. It's, so it's a, a me- droid. Like it's, it's a it's messenger a, droid. It's a message through a, a droid, so it's like a vocalized message, but she sent the message as though she were Kalib. That, yeah, you're yeah. right. So they only knew of Kalib and of a Sith Lord being there. They didn't know that there was two people there. She's, very, dude, she's so crafty and Yeah, because at that point in time, they did not know the rule of two. Exactly. So that was just a brand new... Oh my God, it's such mm-hmm. a good book. It's my favorite Bane book. It's okay. Mediocre at best. Yeah. I love it, dude. I want to see it on the screen so bad. Or on the TV show. I don't care. One of the I two. want a TV show. I, I do. Too. I want a Bane show because I want Bane. I want Giffany. I want Cordis. I want Xana. Like, I want all these people. More I want than all anything. Of them. They could change everyone's names and who everyone is. As long as Bane and Xana stay the same, I'm good. Yeah, 100%. I need that dynamic. I need them. And I need the Xana sequel show. Yeah, I know, right? Especially if... They end it the way this series actually ends. No, I want a show that explores that. Yeah, the way mm-hmm. that the series, the trilogy ends. Woo-hoo! It's decent at best. Are we going to talk about the third book? No, we'll do it next show. Okay. Because we're, we're already at an hour. Yeah, we've been going on this one. We went too deep again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so much to talk about. It's They're, so good. 
It's so good. And we weren't touching on just... We left a lot out We left still. so much stuff We just covered out. the big points. You have to get this book. They're, they're, they're all three so good. They're so good. They're really good. I've Personally, I've listened to... They're maybe to, the best Star Wars books. I've listened to this trilogy probably... I mean, I worked on a farm where I had nothing but time. Right. You know, at least 12 hours a day in a truck. So <laughs> Audible was my best friend. <laughs> and I listened to that trilogy probably nine or ten times. That's it? That's it. Yeah. You don't even like them. No, I hate them. If you haven't listened to it 30 times, you don't even really enjoy it. I've got about 30 times into the Plagueis book. <laughs> That's insane to me, dude. Plagueis book is interesting, but not like these are. But I get it, though, because Palp is your favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite. He's my favorite Sith. Mine's definitely Bane, dude. Bane's my favorite. Zen is my second favorite, to be honest. If you actually look at a list of the most powerful Sith, Bane's not even... I don't even think he's in the top 10. He actually is, but it's, it's because he's only considered brute strength. But when you read these books, you're like, oh, no, never mind. The thing, Bane is everything. One of the things that he does in the third book, and at this point, you know, they remove all the Orbalus off of him. There's a way to do it well, safely. We can talk about that when we get to the third one. But, yeah, they, well, they do mean, find a way out. Well, that happens in the second book. They no, they're, they're not gone yet. Yeah, they take all of them off. Oh, that's out. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, we yeah. totally didn't mention that. Yeah, the, the healer, uh, when he heals Bane, he has to remove the, ob- the Orbalus in order to heal Bane. Yeah. So he does remove them. He, he knows a way to do it. Yeah, they found something in the Jedi archives that teach you how to do it. Exactly. And it's basically with electricity. When you use electricity, it stuns them and it releases this like sticky substance that they push out, mm-hmm. and you're able to pop them off. And then, but they, it also kills them. Well, they, it doesn't kill them. Oh, they but it's saying if you do much, it kills them. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. If you do too much, it kills them and it kills you. Yeah. So, so it's the, very risky. Yeah, it's a little shock, and this little tiny hole, mm-hmm. and they shock them, pull them off, put them in a vat of water, and then electrocute them to death. Yeah, you kill the orbalus. But yeah, the st- so yeah, at this point now, Bane has all the Orbalus removed, and when they remove him, he's like this fleshy mush, nastiness. Yeah, like, like this because like it's been feasting on him yeah. for a decade. Yeah, that's literally what they do. They eat you. So when this book ends, they're they're flying on their ship. It ends with them on the ship and him waking up again, and then him and Zen have that conversation. But at this point now, he has no more Orbalus Orbalus on him, and he feels a little change of regret. Yeah, because I think they don't explicitly say it, but it has to be. That Bane has to have, like, he had to have had an inkling at some point, at least at some point, if not this whole point, in the back of his mind, of knowing that removing these makes it easier to kill him. Oh, yeah. I Especially mean, for Xana. He did not have to be careful with his lightsaber battles. Exactly. He could literally throw a shoulder into you to block a lightsaber. Yeah, whichever he wanted. Yeah, he, he did that multiple times in the fight with all those Jedi. He fought so brutally and with no defense because he didn't have to anymore. He yeah. could just... Use total full offense, or let's deflect everything you do, and I just kill you. Yeah, he could just literally be a total brute. God, he's nasty, but he can't do it now. Oh, you know, that that force energy thing that he conjures in the third book without the Orbalus, he just that Even powerful. Even still, without oh. the Orbalus, Darth Bane is a monster. He's a he's monster. a mammoth dude. He's a beast in the force. He's so good. But anyways, that's the Darth Bane: The Rule of Two by Drew Carpashan. Uh, Carpashan. Carpashan. Amazing book. Could not recommend it more. That's going to do it for this episode of Thought Bomb. We will be back in two more weeks to talk about the third Darth Bane book. And then after that, we're going to move on into canon stuff. Yeah. But we had to cover Bane first because that's where we got our name from, man. And the books are so good. And he's my favorite villain. And we're going to talk about Sidious at some point and cover his book. That's Corey's favorite villain. It's not even his book. It's Plague's book, but it's more about Sidious. That should have been called... 
That book should have been called Plagueis. Darth, Darth Sidious featuring Plagueis. It should, <laughs> it should have been called Plagueis, a Sidious tale. Yeah, seriously, dude. It's But it's, it's a good book. So we'll get into that eventually, too. And uh, yeah, so we appreciate you listening and checking us out. Make sure you like us, rate it. Let us know what future stuff you want us to do. Uh, for social media, you can hit me up personally on Twitter at there will be Nick. No K at the end of that. Corey is not on social media. He's uh, off the grid, folks. I do not like the social <laughs> medias. But you can hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think of the show. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tell everyone about it. If you love Star Wars, let them know to listen to us. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next time. Jawas are stupid. I'll kill you. <laughs>